Hi, Christy. Hello. A uh, bit of while. A little bit, yeah. You were busy there. Yeah, I had... You were hustling. Um, <laughs> uh, I edited like five podcasts in the space of a week, and then I didn't want to do podcasts for a little <laughs> while. So, but now we're back on the horse. Uh, we've got a new episode of The Wreckers. There hopefully won't be as much time between <laughs> the two episodes as there was between the last one. Stuff happens, you know, what, what are you going to do? We do this for free. Yeah. No one could no one could expect anything of us and that suits me just fine. It's a nice arrangement. So, this is the Wreckers. This is me and Christy just shoving media at each other, you know, shoveling our favorite works of fiction into each other's faces in a way that means that we have to engage with it. We have no choice because we're doing it for show business. Yes. So, what the crack is, I recommend Christy a thing, Christy recommends me a thing, we go away for usually about two weeks, sometimes longer, but it's usually two weeks, and then we reconvene and talk about what the it thing. was, the yeah. thing, and what we thought of the thing and how the thing was for us. So that's what we're doing now. Now, so this episode is one of the ones where we do the recommended, so do you want to go first? Um, I'm trying to remember if I went first last time. I think I did, so I think you should go this time. I think you fun. should go. I think you should go. This I should first. go. You're still deciding. Okay. <laughs> I would like, love to I, go. I, I mentioned to Christy before the show. I have two. I have two options because we usually bring more than one. Just you know, just in case. And I'm having a hard time deciding because one of them Christy might be familiar with, and the other one is extremely cursed. So <laughs> I don't. You we'll keep s- saying that, but what does that mean? <laughs> oh, you'll find out. Oh no! Your, will your I? time. Your time oh. will come. Okay. You'll get yours, Francis. Don't you worry. <laughs> All right. Oh, I'm good. Okay, I'm ready. I'm ready. Okay. All right. What I have for you this uh, session here is something <laughs> that is a TV show. It's yeah. a Netflix original, so it's available on Netflix, and it's called Busted. Have you heard of Busted? Because you're about to. Are you ready? What What's the title? Busted. The only thing I know of. We with that run. name was a terrible boy band <laughs> really from from the early 2000s wow oh interesting no it's not that <laughs> <laughs> this is a this is a oh my god how to explain it it's a partially scripted mostly improvised korean reality variety murder mystery game show <laughs> with a continuous plot that's so many things <laughs> it's everything and it's amazing <laughs> jesus christ okay right okay okay so, so walk we'll go a little through, more in depth walk here. me through that again <laughs> say say that again walk okay. me through the premise again okay but like one element at a time <laughs> okay so i can try and take it all in busted is a korean mm-hmm. reality mm-hmm. variety <laughs> game show <laughs> This isn't helping at all. That's also a murder mystery that has a continuous plot. Okay, hold on. I'll break it down. So, uh, the cast of the show yeah. are famous entertainers, comedians, singers, idols, actors, uh, who play exaggerated versions of themselves while, when they remember, <laughs> to fold in also, like, murder mystery character archetypes. So, like, there's the leader who's obviously supposed to be, like, the Sherlock Holmes character, but he's an idiot. So, so you know... There's like the Miss Marple lady, but she's, you know, they don't stick to it at all because it's all improvised and it's like 
they're actually trying to solve like you know escape room type puzzles or like oh, dinner party murder mystery puzzles and stuff how so... have i never heard of this this sounds like the best thing oh it's amazing <laughs> so the group is like about seven give or take they kind of pop in and out sometimes contestants and something that's uh really great about the show is that it isn't about like winning or being clever like all of the charm comes very much from watching people become like friends because they just happen to be <laughs> solving fake murders together <laughs> you know and like they're frantically running around and like they don't really question anything and they just kind of fully embrace uh the nature of going wild in a scooby-doo fantasy world <laughs> that like mutates and shifts without a single ounce of subtlety whatsoever and I love when they'll be like trying to solve the mystery, but then they'll have this like moment of self-awareness where they're like, what am I doing? This is the, the most insane thing I've ever done in my whole life. And they kind of break their fake character of themselves. It's like, it's a combination of being voyeuristic immersion theater, but not like it's the weirdest damn concept ever. And there's like a story going on. So they're playing these characters, which is them and they're detectives now. <laughs> You'll see. And, uh, like, so everyone they meet to, like, interview, like, oh, let's get information about this person that's been killed is another famous actor, basically, but they have to act like they don't know them or recognize them or, like, you know, anything about them and they have to just go ahead and be like, oh, this is really a convenience store owner, not some famous pop idol. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? So they have to just go with it. And uh, it's really, really strange, but very, very, very entertaining. And I, I'm really excited because some of the mur murder mystery stuff is really fun and clever. And I like it the most when they, they can't figure it out because <laughs> they're just normal people, right? They're not like, they're actors and stuff. So it's very yeah, fun. Yeah, that's, wow. Because like the only thing that I can think of that's, that's even remotely similar to this was when I was a kid, there was a TV show of Cluedo. Oh. Um, which in the US you will know as Clue. Yes. Which was a similar thing, but it was um, like actors playing the characters from Clue and they would, you know, and they'd have like pre-recorded video of scenes of like a mystery happening. And the contestants would be a member of the public, you know, just some yeah. rando and <laughs> a law enforcement professional. Huh. Like on a team. And then after the pre-recorded segments, the actors playing the characters would come out and, you know, could be questioned in character. It, it's kind of an idea like that, but it's this one is like... It was a, it was a little similar in terms of like, it was people that you'd rec... I mean, um, I think Mrs. White was played by uh, June Whitfield for some of it, who, like, if you've seen Absolutely Fabulous, she yeah. plays Adina's mum. Yeah. You know, it's like if you've seen an old lady... In anything in in any British TV show, there's like a one in four chance it was June Whitfield. Um, I think you know uh, Tom Baker, who's probably most famous for for uh, being the fourth Doctor Who. Yeah, he was in it. I think he was Professor Plum for a he bit. He looked or, like he'd be a Professor or, Plum. Or was he Reverend Green? I don't remember. He was oh. one of them though. I genuinely had never heard of anything even remotely like this. So it's cool to hear <laughs> that there is like another thing that has kind of a similar idea. There were like variations of of the Cluedo or Clue one. There was like a Spanish one and a French one and a German one and an Australian one. Um, but this, this, it, it was nothing like the, the order of this. This sounds incredible. I, I will send you the, uh, 
link for the trailer so you can like get an idea of it and it's it's <laughs> it's i don't it's really hard to describe because when you describe it, it it is so many things and it's not necessarily that it works really well being all those things individually it's very much about the experience of just they're doing it go with it like they'll have like little pre-filmed or i think they actually filmed those sequences after no they must film them before um, that lead into the reality part of it. <laughs> Some of the like setups are very, very, very elaborate. Like it's Netflix, so they actually have a considerable amount of amount of money, and they they travel literally all throughout Korea throughout the season, like all these different locations and stuff. So that also makes an, an interesting element that you don't see in a lot of like game shows. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like they're on an island, they're on another island, they're in Seoul, they're down in the country, they're like all over the place. It's amazing. <laughs> yeah. So I'll I'll do like a really quick rundown of the cast, not because like you don't have to know any of these actors or anything to like I I would absolutely love love it if you would do that though. Okay. Like it's not that important. It's not super necessary. You can just watch it without knowing any of these people and you'll you'll get to know them and it's like it's fine. But some of the stuff is they lead into, like, they play over-exaggerated versions of themselves, kind of. Um, so it'll help to, like, know who they are. So, first and most importantly is our <laughs> Sherlock character, um, who is a comedian, a very famous comedian and presenter. Like, he's basically the national MC of Korea. Like, he hosts every single <laughs> popular and famous variety or game show in Korea, like Running Man. <laughs> which is just insanely popular. I, I almost did that instead, but I thought this was much more us because it's the murder mystery yeah. aspect. <laughs> Could have been made for us. Yeah. Uh, his name is Yuje Seung, and he's uh, he's very witty and clever, um, but he's also occasionally very, very tired. <laughs> like he's a busy man. He's tired, and he's with seven other idiots, and they're trying to solve something, and sometimes you can just see the life go out of his face, and I love it so much. <laughs> Uh, next is, I'm trying to find my note, okay, is uh, Yi Guan Su, who is a really well-known actor, and he's giftedly diverse in his roles and abilities, and a part of his appeal is in knowing and experiencing, like, his amazing screen presence in, like, these dramas and serious films, um, and also learning that he is the biggest fucking doofus in the entire world. <laughs> Like, he is this tall, gangly man who's just surly and unhappy and a little volatile and violent. And, like, he's so funny. And it's a it's a character of himself, right? But it, he's so strange. And I love him very much. And it's really weird to go from, like, watching him in Korean dramas. And he's in this really amazing uh, noir film. He's this, like, grizzled cop guy. And then this... <laughs> Where he has this stupid backpack on with cameras on it all the time, and everyone's always giving him giving him shit for it because <laughs> he has to wear this dumb backpack. He looks like Inspector Gadget. I think that's who they want him to look like. You'll see when you see him. You'll be like, oh, he's Inspector Gadget. That's his character oh, assignment. <laughs> My favorite is Anjay Swook, who is a singer and actor, and he tries to be stoic, but he usually fails. And he's the oldest of everybody, so he's like the senior, so everyone sometimes turns to him and he's just like zoned out and not paying attention at all to anything. And they're like, oh great, <laughs> like our, our our main guy here, he doesn't pay attention. He's, he, he'll, he'll say stuff and then not follow his own advice. He's amazing. <laughs> um, then there's Park Min Young, who's an actress, and she's really, really amazing too. And she gets really into the game and she'll have these moments where she'll be so into it. And you can kind of recognize that she realizes that she's really into it. And she's kind of embarrassed. She's like, oh, no, 
<laughs> like I got sucked in. Next is Se Yehun, who is the youngest member of Idol Superstar Group EXO. I sent you a, an EXO video actually um, yesterday. Yes, uh, I, I, was thor- I thoroughly, I thoroughly enjoyed that. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, Monster. So he's a lead dancer for the group, and he's one of their rappers. So like in the rap breakdown of that video, he's he's in there. <laughs> he's very cool, and he's the youngest of the group. And in the first episode, they put him in like a dollar store tuxedo mask cosplay <laughs> thing. <laughs> And he just stands around without a clue of what's going on. He's just a complete sweetheart. I love him so much. But he, he'll he just be like, the, the camera will like pan to him. He's just standing there like, what the hell did I sign up for? Like, what did I do? Why am I here? I love him. Um, King Jeon Min, who is a K-pop star, is delighted to be a part of everything. She's very kind of perky. And she she kind of is meant to play like kind of... Based on her clothing and style, she's supposed to kind of be a ch- not a child, but like a young detective. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Like, like Jimmy, like Jimmy Kudo from <laughs> Detective Conan. Yeah. Before she, he got turned into a tiny baby. She's really cute, and uh, she and Parkman Young are the only women, so they'll like go off on their own side quest sometimes, or like they'll like <laughs> go and try to interrogate somebody, <laughs> and the guys like, "Can we come?" They're like, "No, please, just give us some." Money. Like, we gotta get out of here. Um, <laughs> and then there's um, Kim. Oh, crud, I don't remember his name. I don't think I wrote it down. Anyway, but he he's a K-pop star who uh, plays into the clueless role, but he's also genuinely has no idea what's going on at any given moment. <laughs> <laughs> I think in the show they describe him as a, a genius idiot. Like, he's he'll have moments of just, like, extreme. You're like, wow, I can't believe you solved that. And then the rest of the time, he ha- he's just an idiot. He has no idea what's <laughs> going on. Yeah, so that's like a quick rundown. And again, you'll watch a couple episodes. You'll get the hang of it. You'll figure out everyone's role and how they fit in. And within the the made up, very loose <laughs> improv story they're making and building, and then also like who they are as actual people, which is a very interesting contrast because it's kind of happening at the same time. It's very strange but wonderful. This this is terrible because it's coming up to one a.m. currently. <laughs> And literally all I want to do with my life now is watch this in its entirety. I'm, I'm going to help you watch it. We will find <laughs> find a way. After this, we can rabbit it and I watch it as the first episode with you. It's amazing. I'm so excited. That, that flies in the face of our rules uh, for not having any like contact about the things that we recommended. But <laughs> Oh, shoot. That's right. In this case, I'm in this case I'm willing to make an exception. Because... I was so excited. Just the first episode, just the one. That's it. <laughs> just the one. Just the Good. one. What could happen? <laughs> so, and sometimes, I mean, uh, Korean variety shows and like game shows are usually typically really like, pretty big budget stuff. It's a combination of they have money, they have a budget, they can get popular and stuff. And um but they'll still rely on really kind of childish games or like really silly things you have to do. Not necessarily to embarrass the people that are on them, but how to put it? There's a charm in watching people not be so great at stuff. And so our detectives here, they, they kind of flounder around and, it, and they'll be stuck on a problem for maybe a little too long and stuff like that. But there's a lot of fun in watching them sometimes succeed and sometimes <laughs> fail miserably. 
uh, one of my favorite episodes is where, oh my god, they have another, they have to go up against another detective team who's comprised of other famous people that are known <laughs> for being smarter. <laughs> like, oh like the, ah, dang, the name of the guys, I don't remember, but the, this electric pop group, or, uh, I guess they're not so much pop, but anyway, band called the Peppertones, and it's conformed, made up of these two dudes who are very, very smart. Like they went to very prestigious school in, um, in Korea, and like they get on the scene and they solve like some of the stuff so fast. And our detectives are just like, oh my god! So they they start sabotaging, like they 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 destroy <laughs> the other crime scenes. So when they get there, they're like, oh, it was like this when we got here, you know? Like they just start cheating because they they don't know what else to do. It's fantastic. <laughs> I love that episode so much. I think it might be my that favorite. That sounds wonderful. The Vampire Island one's also pretty good, though. <laughs> <laughs> they they get like one of the top stars in Korea, like this per the top star to play this like weird doctor on an island supposedly inhabited by vampires. Like it's wild. I can't believe <laughs> it'd be like if Leonardo DiCaprio was like, you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna go on Ultimate Beastmaster. Like, you know, like, it's bizarre. Not not in a bad way, but, like, so different from what we would expect a reality show to be comprised of. I am so willing and so ready to engage with this show on its own terms. But I would be lying if I said that I didn't immediately want the same thing, but with, like, Carmen Ryder actors. <laughs> yeah, it'd be, it'd be super cool. And that's part of the <laughs> appeal is you see famous people that are always so cool or so you know put together on film or in interviews and whatever or when you know in the case of Seyun who's very very uh known for being you know sexy and cool to be kind of more out of his element and and a little bit boyish and kind of the youngest one there so everyone's trying to like be nice to him and stuff and it's amazing it's it's kind of heartwarming in a strange way <laughs> it sounds it sounds a little bit like there was a thing um in 2013 when it was the 50th anniversary of doctor who they did like a short thing called i can't remember what it's like the five doctors revisited or something it was basically peter davison colin baker and sylvester mccoy trying to get into the 50th anniversary oh story. yeah i remember that and they were playing like exaggerated versions of themselves like sylvester McCoy, sylvester mccoy's character trait was that he would not shut up about being in the hobbit <laughs> <laughs> he was like always wearing like a hobbit t-shirt <laughs> so it sounds a little bit like just like elements of that sound similar yeah. so I'd, I'd be very i i literally can't wait to see this it sounds like it sounds amazing well i'm i'm excited that the idea is exciting oh one thing i do want to talk i want to mention um because i want to hear you talk back at me about it but so graphic overlays or overtitles appear in a lot of Asian television. Like, even scripted TV shows can use a lot of graphics and text on screen. Um, and some people can't seem to get past it, especially in the cases like in this show where it seems that a lot of the text that shows up on screen is just repeating what we just saw or someone just said. I mean, I think you'll get used to it and maybe even grow to love it like I do, because sometimes it's absolutely hilarious and hysterical. And I, it's kind of the the reason it's there um but some people get really irritated that there's always text kind of popping up on the screen or and it doesn't seem to be saying anything super relevant i, I make i'm interested to see how that goes and how that works for you 
because some people i cannot stand it i love it i don't think it's the kind of thing that really bothers me yeah i'm some people just get really really mad <laughs> i i think for this kind of thing it sounds like that i think if it didn't have it i would miss it almost from what you've said it sounds like it starts to feel like the text is its own character and that i'll get into it more when it's the second episode and we're going to like lay it all out and talk about what we've seen but i'll i'll just say that and i want to see if you feel that from me <laughs> like if you if you also pick up on how that might be happening it's very like most things with this show strange but charming in its own very unique weird way <laughs> right well I, I i need i need this show in my eyeballs as soon as possible so yes we're gonna have to work out a way for that to happen yes I will do my best. So that even if you, even if we just rabbit it, but you have to leave the room or something, <laughs> we'll work something out. It's that is busted. You, you just have to put it on on your laptop and then leave. <laughs> just leave me to my own devices <laughs> on the other side of the planet. It's it's for anyone playing at home. Busted on Netflix. I don't suggest googling it unless you also put the word Korea or variety show in it. Sometimes things come up that we don't need to see. <laughs> Just so you know. I didn't expect that. <laughs> so, if you're out there, FYI. Okay, what you got for me? Gimme, gimme. Sorry, I, I'm I'm just, I'm telling Twitter about this. <laughs> I'm tempted to go with the cursed one now, just it, just like to keep up, you know, because you've, you've given me such a gift. Um, but I'll go with my first choice. Uh, right, so, Christy. Yes. What I have for you is a manga. <gasps> oh my god. It's called Apocalypse No Toride. Uh, oh. which I think means Fortress of the Apocalypse, or Torida. I'm not sure how you pronounce the last word. Uh, it's by Kuraishi Yu. Uh, it's a horror... It's like a horror seinen. Oh my god. Basically about this kid called Maeda... Sorry, uh, he's called Maeda Yoshiaki. And he is falsely arrested and convicted of murder. He He basically finds a dead body and... The police go, well, you must have done it then. Yeah. This body that's been, like, man completely mangled. Then you just, they just look at this, like, lithe teenager and go, well, you must have done it. <laughs> Case closed. Um, <laughs> but, like, the, the detectives on Busted would probably solve this one better than the, the police in this case seems to let's let's hold um, that judgment till you see these guys. <laughs> <laughs> so, Maida gets sent to the Shoran Juvenile Reformatory, which is... It's it's juvenile detention. It, it's it's prison for kids. Okay. Uh, he, so he gets sent to juvie and he gets put in a cell. There's so uh, Maeda's got three cellmates and they're very sort of like archetypy. Yoshioka, who's he's like the sort of cool delinquenty type character. Yeah, you know, he's he's very like he's you know he's very like fast talking and very cute. <laughs> <laughs> you know he, he's like he's got long blonde hair and he's you know he's very like cheerful, but. He will also stab you if you step to him wrong. There's Iwakura, who's the sort of big, strong, and silent type. He's like Christy. You'll understand what this means. He's like Akihiro from Iron Blooded Orphans. Nice. He's big and very stoic. My buddy. <laughs> and uh, there's a guy called Yamanoi, who they who is called Neumann. He's like the he's the smart one. He's you know he wears glasses. That's how smart he is. <laughs> I was just gonna say he's the glassed one. Up. <laughs> Uh, yeah, nice. he's he's the smart one, and he think you know he thinks he's smarter than everyone else, and maybe he is, but he's also <laughs> a dick. 
Um, so Maeda has to sort of come to terms with living in, you know, he's basically, you know, he's a kid who's gone to prison. That's never easy. And then wouldn't you know it, a flipping zombie apocalypse happens. Oh, yeah. One day, a, like a minibus full of zombies just crashes into the prison <laughs> and they're like, oh, shit. So it be- it then becomes like a survival horror. Um, there is, there's like, there's a lot of stuff. It's like, there's a, it goes from like pretty standard, like biohazard zombie you know like high school the dead yeah yeah stuff and then as it goes on it get it starts getting a bit like junji ito nice i know right i kind of don't want to say too much about it because it seems like one of those stories where you don't want to tip tip yeah, too much it, info you, you can you can basically like impart the premise fairly simply it's dawn of the dead but in a juvie <laughs> the reason that i'm recommending it is it's one of those things where it's the characters that make it and it's espe- especially the personalities of the core cast of you know like the kids who all share this cell i i, I don't want to project too much <laughs> but please do yoshioka is my favorite character of the kids and i think he might possibly be yours as well but we'll we'll have to see i don't want i, I'm, I was sort of hesitant to say that because i don't want to sort of lead the witness but i think there's a lot about him that you'd enjoy but then i think there's a lot about all these characters that you'd like um maida has a bit of the like protagonist thing where he's a little bit of a blank slate but that's really Mm. just because you know he's a kid who hasn't done a crime (laughs) and now he's in prison and there's you know there's like there's like other inmates and there's like the other characters that get introduced um later on there is one thing that i did want to briefly sort of check in with you that you'd be okay with okay is that there is infrequent supporting character who is a zombie child okay and i just i wanted to check with you if you'd be cool with that i will inquire about it after i probably should be okay comics work a little differently for me than like moving images and film and stuff so it probably should be fine um, but I will ask a few things <laughs> that I don't yeah. want to like, you know, if anyone wants to read this as well, ruin it for other people who probably don't have <laughs> any problem with a zombie kid. That, that, that is something that I did want to bring up rather than just like I shove you into this like that. unaware. Thank you. Um, and also for anyone who's listening, obviously it's, you know, it, it's, a, it's a zombie story. So there's, you know, it, it can get a little bit gory. Uh, there's a f- reasonable amount of body horror because as I say, it does yeah. go a bit, it does go a bit wacky. I would hope so. Uh, <laughs> as the story progresses there is like one there was like because i i started reading it online years ago and i thought this you know and i was like quite enjoying it I've, i thought i thought i had its number i thought this is like this is like high school of the dead but the school is a prison uh and then shit started happening i'm like whoa there's there is like one particular panel that's oh, i mean the, like the artwork is is such you know the thing that's in this I... panel is so surprising and I so out there that hearing that there's a panel like you know what i mean like we're comic book people so sometimes that's all you need to tell <laughs> me is that there's going to be a panel that's going to change everything I fucking I love think, it i'm so excited <laughs> i think you, you'll you'll definitely recognize it when you see it nice. um so yeah and that's kind of really all i want to say because i don't want to give too much away about it because sort of seeing the story unfold is very yeah i mean i i've read a lot of like zombie fiction and like zombie t- type com like 
you know, like outbreak type comics. Yeah. I I like zombie stories. I feel like as a culture maybe we've overplayed it a little bit. It gets a little oversaturated, but so do many, many things. It it takes a lot to make a zombie story interesting. And Apocalypse Notarida very much does that. This isn't like your basic zombie story. This <laughs> you know, it's got all the it's got all, all the the good bits of zombie fiction, but it's also doing it like confident enough to do its own thing. Very cool. And I think that's all I want to say for the time being. Okay. Do realize, Christy, that you you have not been spared. Your fate has merely been postponed okay. because the the cursed object, <laughs> the the monkey's paw <laughs> that I was going to inflict on you has merely been set aside for another day. Okay. Well, what's going to happen next time is you go first, and if you give me the cursed one, I'm going to give you a cursed. <laughs> gonna go find my own i would i would expect nothing less wonderful so oh how long is it how long um is the series and should i read all of it or should i aim for like a general um i think once i start going i'll probably just keep going i think if you get into it you'll want to read all of it and i think it's it's like it's not long enough that you couldn't read it in two weeks okay like a lesson like it's not berserk let's put it like that (laughs) You know, it's not it's not one piece. Oh it, god! It's, it, you know, it it didn't run. You know, for twenty years. <laughs> it's it's like it's a fairly self contained thing. Do I'm, Do you know the artist? Have they done other things? I don't. Let me just very quickly have a Google. I'm also googling. It's it's a divided one, which is n- not rare, but a little more, much less <laughs> common in Japan than over here. Uh, one person's doing story and others doing the art. That happens a lot in um horror. I don't know why. Nah, they're not flashing for me. I don't know. One one of the one 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 of these sort of works by the same author is is apparently a thing where a kid likes the prettiest girl in the school, and then one one he's in high school, and then one day he wakes up and he's in ten years in the future and he's married to this girl, and he has to like piece together. Oh, uh, Wagamama San is my wife, or something like that. Yeah, I know that series by flipping through it and crunching. <laughs> I haven't watched it though. Um, there's something called Starving Anonymous that's been published by Kodansha in comics <gasps> in the US. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I have an idea of what I'm going for now. <laughs> oh shit. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that series cannot nice. be doing well. <laughs> I think it's going to be staying only digital. No print for you, Starving Anonymous. <laughs> uh right well maybe we'll get into that next time but yes. uh in terms of this episode i think that has been quite enough so uh i will be watching busted a korean oh, we're doing variety right now <laughs> improv murder mystery <laughs> show and christy will be reading apocalypse no to reader yes a as a, a zombie manga set in a reform school juvenile detention i can't remember what juvie (laughs) what was the term that they used i don't know uh juvenile reformatory oh reformatory that That makes it sound better i guess uh so uh join us again when we will be discussing see this is the kind of thing it's like there's always there's always an element of of mood whiplash i think (laughs) when we do these things because i think because often we do recommend very like you know, in the last episode we did, we were talking about the broken earth and then a raccoon, raccoon cartoon yeah. from the 80s. But, <laughs> you know, c- 
pr- I think could not be more dissimilar to the Broken Earth <laughs> trilogy. And I think this is this is going to be like um, a wide yeah, gap. I, yeah, there's kind of there's going to be quite a disparity of experience. I think in the next episode, but that's kind of our USP at this point. So deal with it. Yeah. Um, so I'm Matty. I've been talking to Christy. This has been the Wreckers. We haven't we don't have a sign off for this show other than Christy doing the one that she does. So we'll probably just do that now. Bye. Aloha.